Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio recording right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. Shut up, Barry. Wow. We're going to kick things off this week, as always, with a little ranting. Then we got Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. And after that, we are diving back into the hellhole that is TikTok. We've been ringing that TikTok bell so much that we had to set aside another deep dive specifically about TikTok. TikToks. And finally, we'll get to all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, what is your gripe of the week, you bitch? (laughs) Coming in hot and aggressive. <laughs> yeah. That is your MO. Um, my gripe of the week is you ready for this? The game of solitaire. What? Because it's too damn addictive. Oh my God. I am honestly concerned for your mental health more so than I've ever been. I feel like you're regressing in decades. Every time I see you, it's like you're Benjamin Buttoning, but only in your mind. I did use a cheesecloth to strain a margarita the other day, and you were like, are we living in the same decade? <laughs> we're not. We're not. I don't understand. Like, yeah, you're living like a pioneer. For for no reason. <laughs> the, okay, here's what happened. On JetBlue, because I went on vacation last week, and on JetBlue, they have a bunch of games. And I was traveling with Alex, and we like to play those stupid airplane games. One of them is like Solitaire. On the yeah, on the back of the screen. airplane. And we got really competitive about Solitaire. Uh-huh. Then on the way back, it wasn't a JetBlue flight, and the Solitaire kept glitching on the American Airlines you know, plane seat sure, situation. Sure. I mean, obviously, it's American Airlines. Of course, it's going to glitch. So instead, we downloaded the app to our phone, and mm. we got very competitive on Solitaire there and then I haven't been able to stop. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it like made me remember when I couldn't stop playing Best Fiends for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now, now it's the game of solitaire, which like I'm like, well, this one's classy. Nope, it's not. It's not. I feel like it's a prison game, really. <laughs> oh no, a prison of my own making. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really been getting me down. Um, I truly don't know if I've met anybody who willingly played solitaire, <laughs> not for any reason besides like 
you're at your grandma's house and she doesn't have the internet, but she has a computer and that's the <laughs> only thing that you have except like the pinball game in solitaire. Right. Well, the thing is when I was little and I would play it on the computer, I mean, the best feeling in the entire world is when you win goes, and the deck goes, yeah, and it just like goes whoosh, whoosh, and like comes out like waves and you're like, I'm a fucking boss. Yeah, that was the height of CGI back then. Yeah, but I rarely won and now I know how to fucking win solitaire. I mean, yeah, it's a very basic game. <laughs> And so I get the satisfaction of those. And now it's not just the whoosh, whoosh. There's a whole lot of other things that those cards will do in their little animation. Yeah. And, like, I want to know what they're going to do. And I get really excited about it. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, just wait until you find out you can do it just with a deck of cards in I your know house. I can. I've done that once on a camping trip. Wow. Yeah. But so that's one thing. But I also do have another. It's a gripe about myself. This next one is actually. (laughs) Unrelated to solitaire? Unrelated to solitaire. It is an apology. Okay. Which is. To me? Yes. I gaslit you (gasps) about the mouth reading thing. You have a fear of, as people remember from the last episode, the stoned episode, of mouthing people's words as they're talking. And I was like, that's ridiculous. That's not a thing. Right. I forgot because I was at a wedding and I met someone who not only does that, but actually says the words. Yeah. Which made me not want to speak. Right. (laughs) And I just want to apologize. It is a thing. It is. I understand your fear. However, I will stand by. You have never not once come even close to doing that. I don't think you ever will. So um, it's a bit of a gripe, a bit of an apology. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. What about you? What What's your gripe this week? Um, yeah, I guess I have a couple. One is, I mean, this is just maybe we need to dedicate a whole segment to this. But like, I am depressed about what is happening to Twitter. That oh, is like yeah, too that's, serious. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I I'm out. I I went off a while ago anticipating this shit. Yeah. At first, I was like, what is he gonna do? Like, this site is already terrible. Nope. It's just immediately he's starting to pull some shit. <laughs> where like now being verified means nothing. Just that you pay for it, which is like. Did you see any of this? No. He said he's going to take away verification badges and you get a badge if you pay $20 a month. And then you Ew, get like $20 a month, which some people were like, no, maybe that was just like his opening bid. And the plan was always to bring it down lower. But he just threw out $20 to scare people. If I ever pay for Twitter, shoot me in the face. Happily, gladly. I'll go learn how to shoot a gun. It just completely misunderstands the point of verification. I don't care about having a blue tick mark on Twitter. It's a lawless land anyway. (laughs) But like what he's describing is like Twitter plus or Twitter premium. premium. The point of a verification badge is so that people don't impersonate you. Right. And try to get people to like send them money or some shit. Right. Yeah, it's Schma- just like match spellisai. Exactly. Yeah. Which has happened before. I got of people course. like sending me angry messages because I followed them and I unfollowed them. And I was like, no, that's clearly not me. But yeah. everyone doesn't fucking understand because everyone's an idiot. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, Twitter, unfortunately, is ruined. And that's just the beginning. So okay. that Great. is sad cool. for me, even yeah. though I barely tweet anymore. But, yeah, I'm like, what? Part of me is also like, sure, free me from these shackles. What are you going to do? <laughs> what do you take away the prison that I've been in? Okay. <laughs> my other complaint is that I feel like I'm going to have to cut my leg off. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Is it still bad? Yeah. So I described okay, this yeah, to you. Context. Basically, last week, I started feeling like muscle pain uh-huh. in my like quad slash thigh. Right. And then as the day went on, it got like where I could barely like lift my leg to put it like if I was sitting in a chair, I couldn't lift it up onto the ottoman. It like hurt too bad. No. So I just assumed it was like, OK, this is like maybe I pulled a muscle and I didn't know or like had strained it somehow. Yeah. That's still what I think. But then a few days later, it started, like, bruising horribly. That's so weird. Like, the black of the titular black and blue really showing up strong. You're going to get a lot of DMs diagnosing you. I'm sure I am. (laughs) I am going to go, I think, to the doctor later today. Okay. Just to have it checked out. I support that. But also, I'm like, I'm like 99% sure it's just muscle strain and that, like, I pulled something, but it looks it's weird. gnarly. It's weird. I'll show you a picture. Yay, thanks. 
Um, Show me. It literally looks like I'm turning into a zombie. Oh, no. It is my entire inner thigh down to the knee. Yeah, that's not good. There's some important veins in there. Lymph nodes, things of that nature. Yeah, but it's like bruising just means like... Internal bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Well, hopefully the doctor says I'm fine. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I just don't like mystery, sudden pain. Yeah, no. And giant black bruising. Yeah, it's not good. So I'll just spiral about that eventually cool, great. Yeah. Um, for the next few hours before I go to the doctor. Anyway, um, so Twitter, my leg. Also, I've been thinking about getting a Costco membership. Oh, <gasps> I think I actually dreamt about that the other night. Oh, my God. Specifically about us. It was related to when I had a stress dream <laughs> about last minute costume for you, me and Truffles. <laughs> we were the Sanderson sisters. And we went to Costco for them? I think it was like to get party supplies. I think we were like hosting a Halloween party. Right. Ultimately, yeah, I do think this would be a symbiotic adventure. Oh, yeah, because I have the car. Right. Yeah. So I will get the membership. You will drive us once a month. Yeah. Great. And we stock up. Perfect. And yes, it was a TikTok that convinced me. Yeah. Someone posted the truff oil sauce. Uh-huh. Two for $13. No. Shocking. Two for 13 I'm becoming one of those people who is like, yeah, I love a deal. Yeah. Also, I love how large their Tums boxes are. Yeah. I want to like stock up on shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have space for it. You got to do it. Well, I'll make space. Yeah. Anyway, but here's the thing. We do actually have a very big, very important gripe this week, a we collective do. gripe that we think all of you may have to gripe about too, okay? And we just got to rip off the Band-Aid here and get it out. Can we have some sad violin music, please? After five-plus years... And over 200 episodes, we have decided that it is finally time to say goodbye to Unhappy Hour at the end of this year. It is time to take it behind a barn, cock the shotgun, (laughs) and put it out of its misery. It's just going to a farm upstate, guys. It is just going to a farm upstate. So we have loved making this podcast every single week. We've loved our community of winos that we have built. All of you are the best listeners. I love this community we've built. So much. We're proud of our stupid little show (laughs) that we've kept going for for this, this many years. Truly, I cannot believe we've been doing it for as long as we have. We have been doing it longer than we went to college. Exactly. We actually blew past 200 episodes without even realizing. Didn't even it. blink an eye. We did a 100 episode special, but not 200. No, we which... just were kind of like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing. This is certainly not the last that you will be hearing from us. No. We'll still be in your ears in some way or another, but it's time to wrap up on Happy Hour in particular with a nice little bow and move on to bigger, better, more exciting things. Now, to help soften the blow of this devastating news because I know everybody is sobbing right now. We want to bring in one of our most all-time treasured unhappy hour guests, friend of the show, comedian, Joe Firestone. Joe! Hi. It's, this is, you know, this. it's rude what you're doing. And, <laughs> and I'm not, and I can't soften it. It is okay? true. It's like we invited you to a funeral. Yeah. You're kind of officiating our funeral. No, but no, you're making me officiate. You murdered something. (laughs) And you're making me sit back and say, don't worry, murder's okay. I can't enable this kind of behavior. Well, you have to, because that's what you're here for. Um, So we've just told our listeners this earth-shattering news. Do you have any words of comfort? I mean, the only thing I can tell people is that we're living in, you know, a treasure trove of content. And mm. that's, that's, that's the bright side. There's a lot of fish in the sea, but a lot of those fish are, you know, this American life. It's just, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell them. I mean, do you have any content? Where, I can't tell you point to one thing where say, oh, this is something you'll like. Maybe the the Nexium documentary. <laughs> that's, mm. Yeah, I would say that's honest. If people are feeling they have an unhappy hour hole in their lives, go check out a cult documentary. Yeah, it's very similar. Also, you know, Z-Way, this is just a chance for you to plug whatever you want to. <laughs> just go mm-hmm. follow Joe Firestone. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely going to satiate them for sure. I mean, the, the thing is, is that uh, 
I think what would be nice, Matt, and this is just something, a suggestion. I do think that you should host a banquet Mm. for all your listeners, Uh you know, just a farewell banquet. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It also could then be a fundraiser, which would be really nice for us. I mean, it's not a charity. It's just money just for us. Just to raise funds yeah. for me personally. Yeah. So you're making the, the devoted listeners pay per plate yep. to attend the farewell banquet that they are mourning. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like severance after we decided to fire ourselves. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to kind of just, I think it would be nice at the banquet Matt, and I just, you know, I know that you probably have a lot of ideas about the menu, but I do think that it would be nice if you ended the banquet with a song. Of course. I mean, I, yeah, listeners of Unhappy Hour will know I never shy away from the opportunity to break into song. Oh, yeah. It'll be a full karaoke night, but only with Matt as the one singing. It could be a medieval times style banquet. We could all just go to medieval times. Yeah. yeah, they could cater it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's an option for sure. I just, yeah, I think that people do need a little closure, mm. you know. And I'll just say this as somebody that's had a lot of podcasts canceled. And this is just, and nothing that yours is canceled. You obviously chose this and that's very different. But I will say that, you know, um, a lot of times people do tend to, uh, you know, this is just a side effect. I just want to warn you that once it's gone, that's when people really want it back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's true. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do about that? You're going to cave when they want it back so bad? You're going to cave? Maybe like 20 years from now, we'll do a reunion show. Yeah. Um, mm. A reunion tour. But mm. we won't actually be present. It'll just be holograms like yeah. ABBA. Mm. Yeah. Like Abba. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that is fair. I mean, I just think that you're going to get a lot of people. I mean, you know, I'm sure you have a score on Apple. Oh yeah, we've we've got a score. We got people who love us. We got people who don't. But mostly people who like us. I think. Yeah, our enemies will be rejoicing. Yeah. No, that score is going to go up. People are going to be leaving reviews saying, "I wish this show was still around." You don't even understand the impact until it's gone. That's the power of cancellation mm. in the content feast. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of the shows that have ended uh, for you, how did you cope with the pain? What did you do? Um, well, you know, it's, again, it is very different to walk away <laughs> versus to be told to walk away. But I guess... Um, I'm sorry, I guess, Joe. No, no. I'm so glad you asked. I think that... Um, Definitely, um, I think that there is a constant hunger for content. And when you say, I'm no longer putting food on the table, people start to wonder, what else could you possibly be doing? And you know that, <laughs> you know that feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, easy to tell them we're going to just be watching TikToks. No, no, like, no, this no, is no. Just, this is no, just going to no, be like more no, time for us to watch TV. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need you to be posting these cryptic images, okay? Maybe there's like, um, you know, that clippy thing that's on uh, film sets, the clippy thing? Yes, yes, the yeah. the action, that yeah, guy? The action yeah. thing. I want you to uh-huh. post a picture of that and say, exciting news to come. Ah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we can keep them fed by just consistently dangling yes. the promise of something else to come. Yeah, so, Matt, do you have any ideas off the top of your head just for ideas to come? Just kind of ways to kind of push this idea to come. Never, You don't have to ever have to show them what happened. I think my best bet is to tease an OnlyFans account, but mm. never quite show a full body part. Just kind of like <laughs> bits of skin. It's never quite obvious, like, what body part I'm really showing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, you know, a bit of hair. Mm-hmm. A bit of skin, a bit of veins. Oh, veins. Wow. Yeah, we can get away with that for a while. Yeah. I think that's a really wonderful thing. Is it, it, and If you teased an OnlyFans, I think that would satiate the people for... I mean, do you have any diehard fans that you're worried about? Uh, a few, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, d- I definitely say there are some repeat callers into our rant hotline, and it's like, I don't know where they're going to be able to vent their frustration from here on out, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
considering one of the topics or uses of this podcast is is a kind of therapy where people vent their frustrations. What do you use to vent your frustrations that people might draw inspiration from? Um, you know, I think that what I usually do is I kind of get angry in my house. And, mm. But, you know, it's really because then the dog hides. <laughs> you get so physically violent that you scare <laughs> Loaf, just, right? It, oh, thank you so much. It's just the tone of my voice. You know, no, no physical. It's just the tone gets so high pitch that I think it kind of upsets his ears. Right. It's like close to dog whistle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like humans can't even register the sounds that are coming out of your mouth. But Loaf is just going nuts. Yeah. But you know what I do think is something that I would love to just I just recommend uh-huh. is, OK, so if you and this this is covered in the Nexium doc. But if you get really mad and you're really mad, let's say at an email and then you reply to the email coolly to revisit that email knowing you were so mad and it sounds so cool. That's like a second dose of serotonin. It's incredible. You feel like you're draped in liquid mercury. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Well, Well, that's not not the greatest thing to be draped in. (laughs) I guess another thing I'll just say is that, you know, I'm a big fan of pivoting. Mm. You know, I, I, I just, you know, just to kind of put it in perspective, I did sign up for a six-year acupuncture course over the course of the pandemic, and then I dropped out. There. You know, you I'm sorry. To, I just we need we need a couple of minutes with this. You signed up to poke people's bodies with needles. Yeah, it turns out, you know, I do think you need to have a healing energy for that uh, that career field, and and that's not something I have. And and Matt Barry, I don't know if you feel like you're healers. Mm. Definitely not. No, probably not. I did at one point want to be a massage therapist and like started to look into schools. And then I remembered you like fully have to touch like anyone's body who walks in. And I was like, actually, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. But you do have strong hands. You know, I don't think I really do. They cramp up quite easily. (laughs) (laughs) It was not a good fit. I stayed with podcasting. (laughs) Did you say it was a six year course? Six years. Yeah. And quite a lot of money as well. And, Do you get like um, a PhD through that? That is some commitment. It is a commitment. And, you know, and as someone who's not necessarily, you know, I, the questions you have to ask these people, is it's so personal, you know, is your feces pencil thin, you know, that kind of thing. And I just don't think that's for is me. Is your feces pencil I did, thin? I did uh, have to pivot, you know, and I pivoted back and. I encourage you to do some wild pivots. Uh, just, yeah, I think that, I know, Matt, you you would identify as a multi-hyphenate. Is that correct? Sure, yeah. Definitely. What are the three? Oh, I can only have three? Okay, podcaster. I'll still podcast. We yeah, can still, sure. We can still keep that in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, baker. Homemaker. Homemaker, yeah. Is that the second one? And then do I need a third? Um Homosexual, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. So those are your three main. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hyphenate. Podcaster, homemaker, homosexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could pivot to being straight, Matt. <laughs> That's That's, that, that'd be a pivot. Right. Just kind of go full evangelical born yeah. again. Oh, my God. You could be a freaking pastor. Televangelist. Televangelist. Yeah. That's like really pulling from a lot of the current skills. You'd still have an audience. You know, it also kind of gets back to the cultiness, as you've brought up, Joe. Yeah. A lot of ideas floating around. Yeah. I will say that both of you have faces for the camera. And I think that you need to, I think you need to utilize this. And I think that maybe what you could tell your listeners is just that, you know, this is a waste of your fucking time. <laughs> and that you have faces that need to be on camera. All right. And that, I mean, that could lead to OnlyFans or televangelists or yeah, any any number of the visual arts. Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, especially, you know, I think a lot of people when they end things are very apologetic. I think that maybe a a tone you could take is kind of anger. Yeah. And resentment. Yeah. And like, you're fucking welcome for making this show for so many (laughs) goddamn years. For as long Mm -hmm. as we have done it, actually, they should be grateful. Yeah. Well, that's so helpful. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a really nice thing to do, especially with the holidays coming up. I think that that is 
a good reminder for people. You see, what kind of content farm do you think? I, you know, I think there's something, you know, say, I've hold these lands and, you know, I've plant, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Do you think, and I just don't know if you have time for this, but do you have time for a photo shoot? Always. Always, yeah. What is creative direction specifically are you thinking? All right. Both of you are in overalls, mm-hmm. okay? And you're both holding hoes. Mm-hmm. And you're stabbing the ground. And there's somebody in there. <laughs> okay. a, a, bar- a buried body, alive or dead? Dead. Okay. Okay. But above it is a bunch of wheat that you've grown. Oh, circle of life. Right. And I don't know what the copy could be. Do you have any ideas just in terms of the copy? I feel like the message is out of death comes life. Exactly. Exactly what was on my mind. And nourishment. And it's wheat. future projects. Right. So, if you want that all on the photo. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. All of that. Exactly. They're like little speech bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would also maybe charge your listeners to see that photo as well. Oh, very smart. Yeah. 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 Put it behind a paywall for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be blurred at first. Make a house of paywalls. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who, as you said, has had podcasts that have come and gone, but continues to be a delightful presence, we draw inspiration from you. And thank you for your your sage advice. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Oh, anytime. I wish you the best of luck, and I'm excited for that future project. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Joe. Okay, goodbye. What a delight, Joe Firestone. I hope that helped everybody. I hope so, too. It helped me. Exactly. So to answer a few questions, because I'm sure everybody, if you were driving, you probably crashed, honestly. We're not liable. We're not liable. Um, So to answer some questions, one, is this your fault? Yeah, Yeah, kind of. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always willing to blame someone else. Yeah, I'm not taking responsibility for this shit. Are we getting canceled? No. <laughs> no. We're canceling ourselves. Nobody yeah. asked us to end the show but ourselves. Yeah. We could have kept going. Yeah. Um, but it's just we've been doing it for so long. And we have so many other dumb ideas. Yeah. And it's like if we can spend the time that we make this show developing our other dumb ideas, like that's yeah. very fun and exciting to us. Um, what else might you be asking? Will the rant hotline still be open? For a limited time. So here is the timeline. Our very last episode will be December 20th at the end of the year. Yes. That is five more episodes. Because we take one episode off for Thanksgiving. And so we have a lot of fun stuff planned for the last five episodes leading up to our series finale on December 20th. Yes. Uh, We will be doing one final rant hotline episode. So be sure that you call into the rant hotline if you have always wanted to. Call in with your rant. Now's your chance. Now is your chance. And uh, we'll have one final rant hotline episode coming up. Um, What else? Are we dying? Well, yeah. We'll find out. I mean, we're kind of all dying, but also Matt does have an unexplained large bruise on his leg. So (laughs) I am bleeding internally. Um, (laughs) Are we getting a divorce? Technically, yes. Yeah. Legally. Legally. Yeah. A common law divorce. Right. Not actually. No, you're no. still my our sister wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who is getting truffles and putty in the divorce? Me, because I'm the better parent. I'm sorry. I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're not getting divorced. The whole point is that this will free up time for us to focus on working together on other projects. Yeah. So that is the plan. Also, it's worth remembering Barry is like a whole ass boss at Pineapple oh, Street. Literally run a company. <laughs> you are running the company. I have other writing projects and stuff that I'm doing. I'm also hosting a weekly radio show yeah. called The Weekly Web Wound Up that you can get <laughs> on AMP, which is an app. You download it. It's every Thursday at 5 p.m. So that I'll be doing for at least another year. So. Yeah. If you haven't been tuning into that, you can get your weekly dose of me. But yeah, like I said, we still have five more episodes. We still have this episode to get to. Hell yeah, we do. So uh, even though you're sad, I'm sure, uh, let's get on with the rest of this episode and continue with some unhappy hour fun. Because we're all going to have fun. (laughs) Let's get into the headlines. Let's get into the headlines. 
All right, worst things first, let's shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week first. We didn't cover this story when it happened, but there was a major scandal in the fishing tournament community. Oh, no. Did you hear about this? I did not, but I'm excited to. After two men were discovered to have stuffed their prize fish with weights. Wow. To make them heavier for competition. Wow. It's just like when I was little and would try to stuff a bra with tissue paper. Right. Just like that. Yeah, exactly. This is the straight man equivalent of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So in September, during the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament, the tournament director became suspicious because two men, who I guess they're like stood to win based on the size of their fishes. Uh-huh. Um, the tournament director was like, wait a second, those fish are like suspiciously heavy for their size. Yeah. For walleye fish that are that size, they shouldn't be that heavy. And right. he decided in front of an audience to cut them open <gasps> and then pulled out a bunch of weights and fish fillets. I'm assuming McDonald's fish fillets. Yeah. <laughs> McFishes. What a beautiful way to go for that fish. And yeah, the crowd was like a gasp yeah. over this scandal. And the men were indicted. What? Yeah. Okay, that's a little much. They were indicted on felony charges. What? Of cheating, attempted grand theft, what? possessing criminal tools. I don't know where that came in. Okay. And then misdemeanor charges of unlawfully owning wild animals. So I guess there was some other stuff happening. Okay. Just based off of all the information here, they need to calm down. Okay? The two dudes cheated. They didn't fucking murder someone. They don't need to be charged with felony charges. That is wild. Also, yeah, the fact that it's like, this is a fish tournament. It's a fish tournament, guys. Calm down. It's already a joke. Come on. It's not like it's a pageant. Right. That a pageant worthy of murdering someone and getting a felony charge over. Yeah. Not a fishing tournament. That's why they killed John Bonet. Exactly. I've been watching last week because we didn't record last week. I became engrossed in the court case of the guy who drove his SUV through the parade in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Waukesha, not Waukesha, which is what I initially thought it right, was pronounced. Right, yeah, Waukesha. <laughs> um, because Waukesha. the guy decided to represent himself in court. Right. So every TikTok that I saw of it, I would stop and watch it to the point where it, like, ruined my TikTok algorithm. Such a bummer. Um. But I was literally like, I would get up and put on the court YouTube. It was like live stream. Oh my god! At like nine thirty when court came into session. It was your OJ court. Yeah, I mean, literally, like over a hundred thousand people were watching the live stream. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just me. I think it was like the entire population of Waukesha and then Waukesha. me. But it was fascinating. I will say part of why I found it so satisfying, and he was found guilty on all, like, 76 charges. Yeah. A, because he represented himself, (laughs) which is always a bad idea. Yeah. B, because he was an absolute dick the entire time. Yeah. And Um, C, because he was fully guilty. Yeah. And C, because, like, yeah, was, like, on camera (laughs) and, like, caught. But his whole defense was this, like, crazy conspiracy that I had never heard of before. It's called the Sovereign Citizen Movement. And the idea is that, like, these people believe you are born and then the government assigns you, like, your name. And those are two separate. There's, like, you and then there's, like, the you that the government recognizes. And as long as you are, like, no, I don't recognize who the government person is, then you can just do whatever you want. You're above the law. That was his defense. Oh, wow. In court, he was, like, I don't consent to being called this name. I don't know who that is. And he kept referring to, like, my client, even though it was him. Oh, okay. It was truly just a wild ride. Um, okay, back to the fish. The prize for this fish competition was around $28,000. So they did stand to gain. I don't really know what constitutes grand theft. I feel like given an inflation, 28000 just give it to him. <laughs> That's not grand theft. It's just like... A little theft. Right. Yeah. A little teeny theft. Yeah. Um, also, they pleaded not guilty last week. That's why it's back in the news. So, And I don't know what their defense is. Right. Sovereign citizens. Next. Love this story. A 14-year-old girl caused mayhem at a middle school in Florida. 
only in Florida, after she apparently handed out more than $10,000 that officials say that she stole from her grandmother's safe. Okay, Robin Hood. Shiro. Shiro. Deputies first responded after reports surfaced that a student was giving classmates hundreds of dollars each. School officials ended up searching her backpack and found about $2,500. Okay. <laughs> Just Queen. a baller. Yeah. So her defense, she was like, no, no, no. Someone else gave it to me and said to give it out. And then investigators said they later determined that the girl had broken into her grandmother's home safe and stolen about $13,500 of her grandma's life savings. Okay. First of all, get a better safe. Right. If you can if you break can, if a in. teen can get into it. Second of all, she went ahead and just started giving it out. This bitch rocks. Yeah. Also... It's a grandma in Florida. She probably is a terrible person. <laughs> Let's face it. An old woman living in Florida, I'm just going to say she deserves to be robbed. <laughs> she is Robin Hood. Um, by Friday, officials had recovered about $700, <laughs> just nothing. Nothing. Um, of the money that had been handed out. That money, along with the $2,500 recovered from her backpack, were returned to her grandmother. She is also facing a grand theft charge. Wow. Which, that's even lower than 28000 Yeah. So the bar is too low for grand theft. Seriously. This Especially when, like, grand crusade. theft auto is, like, a whole game. It makes it seem like some big deal. Yeah. It's just, like, what are the limits here? I don't get it. Maybe I'll use my post on happy hour time to... Commit grand theft. Yeah, finally, you can become a full time criminal. Yeah, at this point, it's like you walk out of Target with a piece of gum accidentally in your pocket. Grand theft. (laughs) Inflation, am I right? Yeah. Thanks, Joe. And finally, Pope Francis, for some reason, decided to say, hey, guess what? Priests and nuns, they're watching porn. This is like an official announcement from the Vatican. I don't understand what was happening. So basically, um, Pope Francis, 86-year-old man, decided to get up and be like, priests and nuns need to be warned about the dangers of watching porn online. Yeah. Because it does, quote, weaken the priestly heart. They should, like, bring you in as, like, both an example and as, like, a speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait until they find out. It's like in D.A.R.E. programs, you know, like, D.A.R.E. programs when they would bring in somebody who, like, had recovered from, like, drug use and they're like, you don't want to end up like I was back out in the street. Right. That's what you could be doing for these nuns. And it's just like a Brooklyn comedian. Yeah. It's like, listen. And I really like porn. You don't want to end up on the stage. I have to imagine dirty jokes that the pandemic have sent porn usage into new highs. We didn't even know we could get that high. Yeah, I feel like Pornhub is thriving. Oh yeah. I guess the Pope was responding to a question about how digital and social media should best be used, and then he said. Porn was a vice that so many people have, even priests and nuns. The devil enters from there. Mm. Well, sure. Yeah. But the devil has great taste. Yeah. Just wait until he finds out about, like, gay porns that are Catholic-themed. Ooh. Yeah. They'll put on outfits. I'm sorry. You think he doesn't know about that? <laughs> you think he's not watching that on the daily? Yeah. There's a there's a bit of projection happening here, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think he's jealous. The mm-hmm. subtext here is someone show me how to use this computer. Because <laughs> he's 86 and he doesn't understand how computers work. Right, right, right. Do they even have internet in the Vatican? Probably not. What's um, the Wi-Fi password? God is great. <laughs> If it's like GR8, the number eight. Sure. Yeah. He did give some good advice about navigating social media. He said, you should not waste too much time on it. But yeah, just know that, quote, the pure heart, the one that Jesus receives every day, cannot receive this pornographic information. He said, delete it from your phone so you will not have this temptation. I need to take that into account when it comes to solitaire. Replace pornography with solitaire. The devil does enter from solitaire. Absolutely. It's very useful for me. Thank you, Pope. Love you. One of my favorite images on the internet is it's like a super zoomed out picture of like the universe. And so there's all of these little like galaxies. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a picture of like Jesus over it with the sand out. And it just says, don't masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) The point being, like, 
the universe is this large, so much so that there are like billions of planets that we don't even know exist. Yeah. And you think God gives a shit if you're jacking off to gay porn? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he actually loves it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into TikToks. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, since we broke some bad news today about Unhappy Hour getting shot in the face by us, (laughs) we thought that we would further soften the blow by doing one of our favorite deep dive topics, of late at least, terrible TikTok trends. Yeah. Obviously, as we know, I spend several hours a day on TikTok and I need to turn it into content in some way or else I'll be too depressed that right, I spend like, that much time on it. It is work. It officially. is work. I'm doing research about the worst TikTok. I'm making yeah. myself angry for content. Yes. Okay, You're welcome. So let's get into it. Here are some of my least favorite current TikTok trends. All right. First, I just have had enough of accounts about dogs that are cute. Mm. I don't want to see a cute dog on TikTok. No. I want to see a little freak. Absolutely. The only viral dog should be dogs that are repulsive. Yeah, there's nothing special about a cute dog. Yeah, whenever someone just posts it's like, oh, here's my dog. Look at look at how cute he looks. I don't give a shit. No. I don't give a fuck about your cute dog. No. Is he weird? <laughs> Does he drool? Does he make stupid faces Does when he, he dreams? Does he make really weird sounds like... <laughs> That's one that I recently heard. <laughs> oh, Ollie, the peanut butter dog? Is that the little, like, chihuahua kind of dog? Oh, no. Okay, no. We've also, because I was on vacation, we haven't caught up on our TikToks. Yeah. And there are a lot. I got to say, my algorithm right now is 
absolutely beautiful. I did fuck mine up because of the court case. Yeah. Because of, yeah, I need to get back to weird TikTok. Yeah. And these cute dogs need to get out of the fucking way. Yeah. It's like the problem is I'll stop and watch a cute dog expecting something good to happen. And then it's just like, oh, it's just cute. That's all you're giving. Like keep it on Instagram on the Explore page for like my fiance's mom to send me. Exactly. And that is, I think, related to a larger trend, which is millennials are dead. Sorry. As one of them, I, you know, RIP. Gen Z reigns currently, especially on TikTok. And Gen Z does not like polished shit. No. We want to see the dregs of society. And we want to see the dregs of dogdom. Yeah. We need overbite and underbite at the same time. Exactly. Or no teeth at all tongue hanging out. This is related to another point, which is that TikTok thirst traps, I'm convinced, are the worst thirst traps of any um, Mm, app. mm, I mm. don't understand why they make me so angry, but I feel (laughs) like TikTok especially just highlights the complete lack of effort. Yeah. And it's like, give me something. (laughs) This is, you can't just like half-ass a lip-sync to some spoken word and then expect me to like it just because your ass is out. Right. No. No. Give me a full bouncy bounce if you're going to do anything. At the very least, give me a bounce. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, it's just like, I don't want to see lazy thirst traps Mm -mm. and I don't want to see any fucking cute dogs. No. Next! Manifesting videos. Mm. I, for some reason, I'm getting served a lot of content that's like, here's how to like manifest your dreams and goals. And it's all people being, there's just a lot of like mumbo jumbo bullshit. Yeah. That is essentially what the secret is. Right. Of people being like, all you have to do is like visualize your dreams and goals. uh, And this will like happen. One thing I get a lot of, because I get a lot of content that is clearly for like desperate singles. (laughs) And uh, one of them is, it's called the whisper method. Okay. And it is where if you're like waiting for a text from someone. Oh, no. You're supposed to like whisper. Okay, so praying? (laughs) I think the idea is that you're almost like telepathically communicating with the person. Let me be very clear. I have never done this, (laughs) nor will I. I'm going to start doing it every time I text you. (laughs) But it is all under that umbrella of like, all you have to do is like manifest your wants. Yeah. And like they'll happen for you. Right. It's like, okay, well, I can see that you're living in your mom's mansion. So (laughs) your words actually mean nothing to me. Right. Yeah. But perhaps it is a part of my brain that I've put on silent right now that is like, I'll keep watching these videos just Mm. to see where it goes. Yeah. But I am not going to do it. Yet. You watch enough, you're going to end up doing it. There is this entire genre of videos that is just like life advice that essentially is just want it bad enough. Right. But here's the thing. To me, it's like, okay, I'm not going to trust the person who's telling me that when that person is making videos on TikTok. Sorry, I don't think that you've dreamt big enough. (laughs) (laughs) I also love when I come across a video of from some like social content strategist Mm. and it's always like, here are the best times to post on TikTok. Here are how many times you should be posting a day. And then I go to their profile and they have like 5,000 followers. (laughs) No disrespect. That's not that many (laughs) in the grand scheme of like, I just think if your entire brand is handing out advice on how to grow your page, you should have at least a million followers. At least. You need to get to at least a million I'll cut that number in half even. That's how generous I'm feeling. 500,000 followers. Then you can start giving out advice on how to grow your TikTok account. Right. And this is coming from someone who does not have that many on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Bitch. See? Dream it. Whisper it. That's true. Oh, no. I'm starting to manifest. Matt's going to have 500,000 TikTok followers. Yeah. It's going to work. Well, if I'm manifesting, we're going to go with a higher number. Okay. (laughs) Next. One big genre that pisses me off is pet rodent accounts, like pet guinea pigs or pet mice or pet rats or pet ferrets, Mm -hmm. only because the longevity of that account is six to nine months. I know. They're like, they don't live long. Right. You've dedicated your entire account to this animal that will die, not just a normal death either, because no pet hamster has ever just died. No. 
No pet hamster has died of old age. Every hamster will die a tragic, horrible death. Like There's traumatizing no... for all the humans around them. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you currently have a hamster in your house, it is either going to get stepped on. Mm-hmm. It's going to go into the oven without you realizing it. It's going to go into the dryer without realizing it. It's going to be belly up in your bathtub mm-hmm. or your dog will eat it. Yep. There's no sane way that a hamster will die. No. But that death going to lead to a lot of TikTok views. That's true. But then your account is over. Yeah. Until you get the next one. I guess so. But at that point, you're just like kind of feeding dead hamsters to TikTok. (laughs) It reminds me of that tweet that's like our neighbor keeps complaining because coyotes are eating their They get rescue cats and the coyotes keep eating them and they keep having to go back to the rescue. And the neighbor was like, it sounds like you're just feeding the coyotes rescue. (laughs) (laughs) At a certain point, that rescue shelter should stop giving them cats. You're just a coyote supply store at that point. (laughs) Um, Next, TikToks about how to get, acquire, use Airline points, credit card points, miles. I don't want to hear about it. No. Okay? I'm never going to use them. No. I don't know how, and I don't want to start now. No. Did I, on my flight on JetBlue, take the little thing that was like, do you want the better JetBlue credit card that gets you free baggage? And I was like, yes. And I did apply on the plane. Okay, so you fell for it. I did, but I already have a JetBlue credit card. I just want the better one. I don't, I just feel like it's all a scam and it's kind of like the blockchain. I'm, I just refuse to learn yeah, about it. Yeah, that's why I like JetBlue's because it's literally just like free baggage and like travel points and like I'm not going to like do, th- I just use the card and then I'm going to like not have to pay 30 bucks for my suitcase. That's true. That's literally it. Anything beyond that, it's too much for me. To, I'm, it takes too much time. To, like, actually figure out the system. Like, no. Yeah. And it's just, like, there are entire accounts dedicated to helping you figure out the benefits of these different credit cards. And I'm, like, just give it up. Right. Like, get a part-time job. It is, is in the same line the same as, like, money. coupon queens. Yeah. It's, absolutely. like, yeah, theoretically, if I wanted to go buy 50 jars of Skippy <laughs> because CVS is having a sale and you saved all of the coupons for it, then great. Honestly, I do like TikTok videos of people, um, they are the, like, coupon queens. Yeah, I mean, you did earlier in this episode say that you want a Costco membership because of TikTok. So, like, at some level, it is working. But there are TikTok videos of people at the, like, checkout counter of CVS or the self-checkout machine because CVS doesn't have checkout counters anymore because they've given up on humanity Mm -hmm. and just ceded to the 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 robots. robots, yeah. But they'll take a, a video of their total before they start applying coupons and then Ooh. just you just watch it go down and down and down until yeah. like somehow CBS owes them money. <laughs> and that is satisfying to watch. Yeah, because that's essentially like the price is right type of like games. You know, if you grow up watching that, of course, that's yeah. going to be satisfying. Even though, you know, that person is just going home with like 70 bottles of Crest and it's like, OK, congrats. <laughs> you never have to buy toothpaste again. <laughs> But the amount of effort that you put into that could have been spent on anything else that was valuable in your life. The point is, yeah, I understand that I probably could be saving millions of dollars (laughs) by actually knowing how to use my airline points. I just feel like airline points or credit card points are one of those things that, like, you suddenly realize you have a lot of and then you can get, like, one flight for free. Right. And then that's it. That's great. And then you use it and you wait for the next time. Yeah. But – Save it, okay? <laughs> Next. Um, oh, this one I put on the list because you and I were talking about it. Anti-leaf blower content. I've been seeing a lot of this. I don't know if this is just a complaint or just something I want to highlight. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all for anti-leaf blower content. But, uh, I mean, that content, I don't need any more of it on TikTok because, like, I supply enough for my friends it. and family. Yeah, because yeah. famously you have a leaf blower on your block. And he is every single day rain or shine. Domestic terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have the nicest block and like not a leaf on that sidewalk? Yeah. Is it at the cost of me listening to every single fucking day? That was a G flat. Yeah. Gosh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I have been getting a lot of content because famously it's fall of um, <laughs> people being like, stop blowing your leaves. Just like let them fertilize the grass. Yeah. I mean, to be fair. We live in a city. Yeah, so it's not fertilizing the cement, but also like brooms work just fine. And just also, yeah, what does it matter? Be there. Let they'll, them be there. They'll go where they need to go. Yeah. Leaves were here long before leaf blowers, and they'll be here after. Hopefully. Famously. Um. Next. This is just a general category, and sure, maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I'm just a little teeny baby boy. <laughs> um. But there is an entire genre of TikTok that are weird allusions to sex stuff that I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Including this one that I linked to, which was a woman saying, um, when he says he hit, but I had a hair tie around my wrist. I feel like, I mean, all of the comments are also people being like, what does this mean? My assumption is that, okay, you put a hair tie on to give a blowjob. Sure. And that she she didn't have to give a blowjob because she did not have to employ the hair tie. Yeah. So, like, she got away with having sex without having to give a blowjob. I think that's what she means. There's also allusions to, like, people being like, oh, when he does the knee trick. And I'm like, I don't know what... I'm doing, but, like, I do not understand these allusions to stuff where I'm, like, I do think a lot of it is also, like, very heterosex related. Uh, Yeah, yeah. But but also I'll try to look at the comments to see what they're talking about. I'm, like, I'm so lost. I don't understand. I think really what it is is it's so hetero that, like, they don't even realize they're not having good sex. Like, they're not having sex. They're, like, or, doing other things that they think is pleasurable, but it's actually – they don't even know what pleasure is. It could also be, like, a prank, and I'm just falling for it. <laughs> like, they – because I do think people make videos yeah. to copy this to purposely be like, oh, when he does the elbow trick, and it's like, that's not real. Right. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and finally – I hate those videos that are like, here's how you can earn a passive income of $12,000 a month. No. No. I'm never going to do that. No. First of all, you're making this shit up. There's no way. I don't understand. The thing is, I don't think they're making it up. But also, I feel like what they're doing is illegal. It'll be like (laughs) they manage to – because I've watched a couple of them. It'll be people – usually, they're like 17-year-olds whose dads are like hedge fund managers slash white-collar criminals. Right. They're just like breaking into their grandma's safe and stealing $13,000. That's that's actually active income. It's not even passive. I forget the word, the like term for it. But you're essentially like a middleman production place where you'll like buy products in bulk from like a factory uh-huh. and then resell it on an Amazon store. So yeah. you essentially set up an Amazon store, buy stuff in bulk and then yeah. resell it for a profit. Uh-huh. People do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's like buying wholesale and yeah. yeah. But it's it, there's like a term for it yeah. that I'm forgetting. But like I'm, no, I don't want to do that. That's a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that's the thing about all of these passive income videos about like how you could be making $20,000 a month for doing nothing. You're not doing you're nothing. Not do- you're doing something. You're doing a lot. Also, you need to have like capital up front. Yeah. Or yeah, your parents have to be rich. Right. No, shut the fuck up. Stop making stupid TikTok videos that I'll never follow and go to sleep. Yeah. Go to sleep. (laughs) And that is it for my worst TikTok trends for this round, at least. Yeah. But we will be posting some of our favorite TikToks on Instagram in the next coming days. So don't you worry. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of good ones. And by good, I mean deeply disturbing. (laughs) Exactly. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. We're going to continue our practice of honoring a different cause every single month. And since it's November and it's Thanksgiving month, we wanted to use Do Better White People to focus on 
Fighting Hunger. Love it. So this week I wanted to highlight Feeding America, which is the biggest network of food banks in the country. We're going to put a link in our bio. So um, it's a pretty simple website. You punch in your zip code and it shows you all of your local food banks. And you can pick one or all of them to donate either food to or donate money or volunteer at. You can channel your depression over us ending on happy hour by going to your local food bank, just their website, giving them a few dollars. If all of our listeners do that, we can make a big impact this November. And obviously, you know, hunger is an issue year round, but especially around the winter months that we're getting ready for and the Thanksgiving holiday. It would be great if everybody can go give some money, some time, some support, some food to your local food banks. And we'll spend the next few episodes highlighting both Feeding America and some other organizations fighting hunger this month. And of course, you can find all of our past Do Better White Peoples at the link in our bio and our Instagram bio. Uh, And you can find all of the other things we've shouted out. All right. Moving on to what TV we've been watching. Barry, what have you been watching? I have been watching Andor on uh, Disney+. Plus. (laughs) It's like the Star Wars Rogue One prequel kind of thing. I did start watching it because Alex and I listened to another TV podcast that we really like, and they were like, it's like The Wire. It's absolutely zero. (laughs) It's like not at all like The Wire. Uh If you're going to compare it to anything like that, I guess it's more like the Americans because it's like spies kind of, but like not even. It's not at all like that. Um, But I am enjoying it. It's it's a fun Star Wars thing. So watching that. And then second season of The White Lotus started. Hell yeah. Very excited about it. The Winos may remember that you've been coming over every Sunday for House of the Dragon. Yeah. And when that ended, Alex and I were like, wait, what are we going to watch now? Are we just going to have Matt come over and watch movies? Are we going to watch another TV show? And then The White Lotus came back, so we missed the first one watching it together. This season is supposedly a lot about sex, so that's going to be fun for you to come over and watch. Uh, (laughs) Well, fun for you guys. Fun, yeah. Because I will be masturbating. Did you watch the first episode? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah. What'd you think? Theo James's dick? Obviously, it's all people are talking about. Oh, yeah, it was present. (laughs) Right. And then you're free of the Twitter cycle, but Yeah. yeah, watching it from my perspective of people like rejoicing and then the backlash of like it's just a prosthetic and then everybody being like even if it is just a prosthetic let us have this. Yeah let us have the schling schlong is what I thought. I mean as someone who has long been a Theo James fan I have incredible ownership. I take great umbrage over people recently discovering celebrities that I have been thirsting after for years. Yeah what else is he in? I think he was in the Divergent series? Okay. A classic. I just know him from the Divergent series. Okay. Cool. Which I don't even know if I watched. I just remember learning about him then and then falling in love with him. Uh, <laughs> I'm very... Same with Jonathan Bailey. Yeah, of course. I'm very excited because Aubrey Plaza looks so fucking hot in White Lotus and yeah. that's very exciting. Also... Her husband in the show is Will Sharp, who is the creator, writer, director of Flowers, which is the show on Netflix that I love that Olivia Coleman is in that I had talked about a while ago. And he's the writer of Landscapers. So I'm also just like so happy that Will Sharp is in this and that like everyone hopefully will fall in love with him as I have. So very excited all around, not to mention Jennifer Coolidge just being Jennifer Coolidge in the best way possible. Yeah, What are you watching? I did watch White Lotus also, and Love is Blind is back for season three. It is so much fun to watch that show, but it is also, like, I forget how surreal that show is. Mm -hmm. Like, to a a mind-numbing point of, like, (laughs) oh, my God, I hate all of these people. They are all villains. Even the ones that are good, I'm like, you're actually bad. And I don't know if it is an editing thing, because... The nature of the show is that they kind of have to get from these people meeting each other to the first time to then, like, getting engaged and then potentially married over the course of, like, two episodes. So it is, like, a fast-tracked thing. But it's, like, hearing these people say I love you after, like, two dates, (laughs) insane. Insane. But relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could absolutely be me. But I'm still going to watch. Anyway. 
so yeah, Love, Love is Blind <laughs> will keep watching. Also, they sent me a promo package Ooh. for it, which was just a bottle of champagne. Hell yeah. And the gold-like stemmed wine glasses. Ooh. I haven't opened it yet. Oh my god! You can come over Thank or I'll you. drink it all myself. I'll come. Uh, what's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is just fall fashion. Listen, this has been like the best fall, I think, in many years. I feel like usually it goes right from summer to winter and like our falls have not been great recently uh-huh. but just like the 60 degree weather keeps going and it's been so nice and I recently bought a pair of corduroys I haven't owned a pair and they're like kind of like a burnt orange corduroy situation I just I have so many coats I recently bought a pair of boots that I will marry I'm obsessed with these boots they are so gorgeous they're like in dark green Ooh, ooh, I love them so much and I just like I'm here for the fall palette. It works so well with my skin tone, with my hair, with my my vibe, my being, my soul. And I love it. And I just feel good every day as opposed to summer where I hate everything all the time because I'm so uncomfortable. But in the fall, I'm just I'm cozy and I feel very confident in my clothes. And I love that for me. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is books that I've been reading. Oh, my God. Nerd. (laughs) Oh, I'm reading a really good book right now, too. What is it? Have you read The Song of Achilles? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorites. I'm reading it now. It's so fucking beautiful. But this isn't about me. It's about you. What books are you reading? Yeah, I just feel like I've been in, like, a reading high lately. Mm. I, it goes in waves, so of I'm course. trying to take advantage of the of the reading high. I also feel like I've started to get better at when I'm in a reading slump, realizing I need to read something very easy, very light to get back into it. That's my Agatha Christie. But yeah, I've been for the past several years would set a goal on Goodreads and I've never met it. And <laughs> my goal this year was 30 books, which okay. is not even that many. Well, that's a lot. I guess that's, that's at a least lot. two books. It's over two books a month. Yeah, that's a lot for but the I average think I'm person. I'm gonna hit it. Wow. Yeah. What were you at like a month ago? I don't know, like sixteen. Maybe? Damn. And I'm up to like twenty-two. Wow. That's so a I just lot of to, books. I need to read like a book a week, basically. Yeah. Which isn't crazy, but also is crazy. Yeah, yeah. The one that I really liked um, was called "The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle." Okay. And it is part Agatha Christie, part, like, Groundhog Day, Mm. like, Quantum Leap. Okay, Russian Doll. Yeah, where it's, like, this person wakes up in a forest. They don't have any memories. They realize they're a guest at this, like, old English manor where a party is happening and a murder will happen. Uh Uh-oh. And they have to solve it. And then they realize every day they wake up at the beginning of the same day, but in the body of a different guest. Ooh. And they have to solve the murder using all of these different perspectives. Ooh, it's like, that sounds very fun. It's very fun, very mind-bendy. And it's like 500 pages. Ooh. But I read it in like five days. Damn. Yeah. Uh, if my math is correct, that's 100 pages a day. I know. Books. Who would have thought? Uh, anyway, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hunsdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Pump it up. Pump the jams. I don't know that song. (laughs)